It's crazy. First real episode, the Black Girl Manifesto podcast. We out here. We out here. We're in these streets. Good streets, though. Healing streets. I'm not in the streets. Well, healing streets. That's what I mean. Oh, not, okay. You know, not those streets. Healing lane. Healing. But yeah. Um, I'm Emerald. And I'm Reagan. And we, today, we're going to be talking about big girl responsibilities on this episode titled Adulting is Ghetto. Get ho. Ghetto. Very much ghetto. But yeah, um, if you were listening to our intro podcast, which is right before this, and I'm just going to plug it real quick. If you didn't listen, you should go back so you can know us a little bit better. But um, at the end of the intro episode, I ended off with a quote. Um, I always said a quote on affirmation, so I'm going to start off our episode with, you can say it's an, it's an affirmation. Okay. I made it. Oh, this is from the heart. It's from the heart. Oh, she's getting facts from the dome. It's from the heart, okay? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. The affirmation is, even though becoming the woman I want to be is a task, I am worthy of having everything I desire and more can't even follow up with that Mm -hmm. let's go ahead get into this intro then (laughs) that that was some that was a good intro can i say we was just rocking out thank you thank you pat myself on the back for that one i was talking about the music Oh, <laughs> you did a good job too. Well, damn. Excuse, excuse me. I'm sorry for my laugh, y'all. But that was it. Was good too. I need to apologize. You know, I'm not gonna apologize for it. No. <laughs> Let's go <laughs> ahead. Let's go ahead. Um, well, today this episode is hosted by yours truly, Emerald, aka Emerly, aka the Pony. <laughs> In my mind, I'm a stallion. I don't think one. when you said hosted, we didn't really tell them how we was gonna set it up. Well, so we we basically decided whoever came up with a topic or pitched a topic um, would lead the episode. So today, Emerald's going to be leading our our episode um, because she was the one who was like, I want to talk about big girl responsibilities. Thank you for elaborating. See, she got my back. (laughs) Through thick and thin. I was going to start singing a song, but I'm not going to do that today. Oh, Lord. Yeah, no, it's not going to be. What song was you about to sing? I don't. I don't know. I just know there's some song about through thick and thin that I was gonna try and and sing, and felt like it would be necessary to hear. Like into the thick of it. You know, it's my song. Backyardians. Into the thick of it. Okay, we going off topic. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) Anyway, let's run it back. All right. So, my first point question that I would like to pose, or however you want to say it. What did you first think big girl responsibilities were? <laughs> That's kind of like a weird question. Why why so? Um or how so? It's just weird. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like like when when you pitched the episode, like what did I think? Like what first came to mind? Yeah. Like big what did you think? Think of think back to like I have a good example. I'm going to tell her listening to this episode too. Sam. You know Sam always, her question she always asks me? Mm-hmm. Sam. And she's just like, well, I don't, I don't get that. You know, imagine like eight years old. You're not an adult, obviously. Mm-hmm. So 
but the things you saw your mom do or whatever women or whoever's in your life mm-hmm. what did you think big girl responsibilities were that you saw them do oh okay well so my i the reason i think that's why it, it was a hard question when mm-hmm. you just asked it because i was raised different <laughs> Um, cause my mom's parents passed away when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And so her biggest fear, she always told me was like, I would be, she would pass away before like I was able to take care of myself. Right. So I was like in the second grade, my aunt taught me how to, well, I, th- I also think I grew up quick. Mm-hmm. So we had a, my mom's oldest sister live with us. She was really sick mm-hmm. and I was in the second grade and I stayed home with her. Got you. So I experienced a lot of stuff really young to mm-hmm. where I grew I grew up really fast. So my idea of what quote unquote big girl responsibilities are, I kind of like took them on earlier in life. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like for me, I mean, I guess like what I was taught was like to be able to cook for myself, mm. to do my own laundry. Right. To. Right now, paying a bill is kind of hard. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I try to. Um, but, you know, like, trying to pay a bill or, you know. My big thing also is, like, trying to figure out car stuff. Right. I've really, because there's such a big stigma with, you know, women not knowing a lot about cars. Mm-hmm. I try not to. So, like. They would try to scam you each and every time. They do. But you got to be strong and say no. Right. And so, like, for me those were big girl responsibilities mm-hmm. i guess how how was it for you because i feel like i had a different childhood growing up <laughs> so i'd say growing up it was it was nothing but women in my house mm-hmm. it was me my sister jade and my grandmother mm-hmm. so and your mama and my mom i don't know why oh my god <laughs> mom if you ever see this i'm so sorry and but your mom. when i thought of women she was just automatically included because it's just kind of like i'm a child like I don't know. People will know. My mother was in my house. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, she was not a motherless child. I was not. I am not. Still, I'm still not. But um, basically, what I thought bigger responsibilities were, were like paying bills, like working full time, mm-hmm. owning your own things, like your own house, car, buying your own wants and needs. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what I thought they would have me do make me feel like a big girl's like help us write out the grocery list oh like the simple stuff yeah i was like that's 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 being that's a big girl responsibility that's that's what you do Mm -hmm. basically so yeah that's that's really what i thought so what would you say was like your biggest surprise when you know what well actually let me run that back Mm -hmm. what would you say was like your your uh, this is a big girl moment or what what surprised you like what was that thing that you were like oh my gosh mm. i gotta do this as an adult like this is what an adult does like i thought it was just grocery list um one that really smacked me in the face was actually budgeting and how much you have to actually budget mm, because yeah i've told you recently about how like i'm getting really good with my budgeting i got uh worksheets and and envelopes and Mm -hmm. you know things like that because you know me i'm just like if the money's my account i got it Mm -hmm. you know i see it you know i'm good but then it's like oh you forgot this bill was coming out you forgot this one too you forgot this one and i'm just like oh my god Mm -hmm. um that that's probably one that really smacked me in the face because i used to only but i used to budget for the only things that like really mattered in a sense so Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, like things like a car note, um, phone bill. Your big bills, not your small bills. Exactly, because I wasn't like grocery shopping. I was just for a household. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was just like if I want to eat, I'm gonna run a Chick Fil A down the street real quick. But that and adds then, up. Yes, like, and you you never expected it, mm-hmm. like. So that's probably like what one of my first ideal of what I thought bigger response because I I still count that mm-hmm. that doesn't really still feel as big girl to me mm-hmm. and I'm gonna elaborate more um, we go into it but that's what I say kind of smacked me in the face that was mm-hmm. that moment because you know I got my full time job I saw that first check I was like I am. I am a rich motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was be like, okay, I paid, you know, I paid my credit card, paid my car note, put some in savings. <sighs> the rest of this money I can do whatever with. Yeah. But then it's like, did you think about you need emergency money? You want to go on vacation, don't you? You mm-hmm. need to have separate savings for that. Like, just that whole layout. Yeah. But I'd say that's what really is like the one that smacked me in the face a lot so yeah for me it was taxes taxes <laughs> bitch them taxes took me they take me out every okay so when we was preparing for this episode mm-hmm. and i was like talking about that other podcast that mm-hmm. we um you put me on to right and so she was talking about taxes through her off and i said i looked up because my mom was listening to me i was like Girl, that really was what got me too. Yeah. Because you you think okay, taxes are just they come out your paycheck, so you that's the only one you account for. Right. I got a new car. We got a new car with new new, new taxes. That personal and property tax. The more money you make, yeah. the more taxes they take from right. you. And like honestly, we're not educated on that when we're younger. At all. Taxes and credit. Those are my two things. Like. I'm thankful for the people in my life that have mm-hmm. really, like, taught me, like, financial literacy. Because a lot of people think, they say, oh, I'm financially literate, but they're not. Right. They think they are, but you're really not. And one thing from that podcast that they said it was, like, learning to live within your means. Right. And, like, okay, say, yes, you make $5,000 on this one paycheck. Mm-hmm. You didn't really make that $5,000. Hold on, I'm gonna pause you right there. I am gonna cut you off. Let's talk about it because last time I got paid because I I budget by paycheck. Mm-hmm. Last time I got paid and I laid out, you know, if if something's like like things that are due on a certain date. So for example, your credit <laughs> listen, your credit card, mm-hmm. our cycle bar bill, um, car note, right? Mm-hmm. Every time I get paid, basically twice out of a month, I budget half yeah. of that in each paycheck. So mm-hmm. you know then it'll be paid when it needs to be. Girl, I looked at my paycheck and I looked at my bills and literally half of my paycheck was gone. Yeah, taxes take a lot because you got to think about it. You pay federal taxes, you pay state taxes, and then also we put in money into Social Security and then you also got to think... won't even get it. We will never see it, but we <laughs> pay for Social it. Security. Um, I hope y'all grandma's living happy. <laughs> no, it's playing. Like, I'm just saying, we're really not going to probably see it. Um... We're paying for that. And then you got to think about it. We're very blessed that, like, our parents allow us to still be on their health insurance. Because that is another thing. And I'm going to cry. Even with health insurance. I'm going to cry when I turn 26. Y'all, listen. Even when with health insurance, you got to think about health. There's health. 
there's vision. I'm blessed. I don't have bad eyesight. So vision, I don't really need to account for. Mm-hmm. But I am a, I need to be at the dentist. Right. So that's another fee. So you're going to paying all these things out of your paycheck. Right. And you're like, oh, like this job is like this amount of money. And you mm-hmm. got to really think about it. You ain't making all that money that you, you think you at are. All. And even like with the whole living within your means like i really like the car i wanted like i got the car i wanted mm-hmm. but i didn't get all the the bells and whistles that i wanted same and i had to that was like my first like i had to learn to make sacrifice like that right. was a sacrifice for me because it was like i could keep looking at other cars and actually get what i want mm-hmm. but the car that i got was well within my budget the guy worked with me it was a brand new car, so I get free oil changes. I can take my car in and it get taken care of. Like, I got an amazing package. But, like, I imagine if I went for that car when I was 16, 17, maybe even freshman year of college, mm-hmm. like, the childish, immature, um, materialistic part of me probably would have been, like, I don't want it because it didn't have car Apple Play. Right. It didn't have a sunroof all these things remember we just talked about that because i was thinking about um trading my car in like not too long yeah, ago sometimes you be yeah, and i'll be the person like <laughs> reel it in no seriously i really was like i want to trade my car in. you were like what's what's wrong with your car you have you have a, she got a brand new you car. have a 2020 what is wrong with your car and i said well i, I want a sunroof and you were like but do you need do you it. need the sunroof i was like I just think I would look real cute with a sunroof, basically. And it's just Can your like, budget look cute with that? Exactly. And it's just kind of like, I, I did not think about that at all when when it was happening. Yeah, so I just, I really had to evaluate. Oh, I cannot talk. Evaluate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that was really essential for me because it was, you know, when I think of cars, I don't think you need all the bells and whistles necessarily. Like, it, it's nice. It'll be cute. I'll, I'll, I'll say speaking personally for me because, you know, I know some people really want the sunroof, but I'm just like, what more do I use my car for? Like, than to get from point A to point yeah, B? Yeah, to go to work and. I think if it's like, if it matters to you. So, like, for example, if you invest in a good car, yes, it makes sense. Yeah. But if you're like someone who like goes does like car clubs, obviously investing in your car is important. Right. Kind of just like how I invest, like me buying this camera, me buying stuff. Like, I think that you know what I mean. It's those checks and balances. Right. Like, is it important? Is it a necessity? Like, I didn't buy lighting until recently because mm-hmm. for the longest I was like, if I can do it, if I can do it with just this, we're fine. I'm fine. Right. Um. But like you said, like, is it a necessity? And does that necessity go within the amount of money that I have? Like, I'm not balling right now. Like, Professor. I am comfortable. Yeah. I'm, my bills are paid. You know, I have food. I have, a home, oh, like, a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. I don't need all, like, I don't need a Mercedes-Benz. I don't, you know what I mean? I yeah. don't need. I love my little Cor- Corolla. Love I be cracking on your Corolla too. You do, I cause I think of um baby boy. <laughs> no. Oh my god, oh my god, that's the most toxic movie ever. Mm, but that's what I think about him driving around in her car. 
Okay, she, she had a Corolla though. She had like a Camry or something. I feel it was Toyota. It was, so yeah, that's why why I came to mind. But sorry, <laughs> not to take us off topic. It's okay. Let me. You good? You good? We had to relate that back. Um, well, topic two, and we we kind of touched on this like going through, but mm-hmm. essentially, I said, how is your thought of the bigger responsibilities I listed, paying bills, owning your own things, like shifted? in a way since starting Mm -hmm. your big your big girl life okay so for me personally um i don't think that i'm actually living my big girl life yet i still i still think that i'm i i'm in the mindset of like i'm a teenager right (laughs) because i'm still at home with my mom so like in my head like i'm not an adult i'm not a big girl i'm not a woman um because i went to school Mm mm-hmm and like I lived off campus, but when I lived off campus, Lindsay handled everything. Right. Um, she would just text me whatever the bills were. <laughs> and like me and oh, we, we joke about it all the time, like she could be stealing money from us and we would not know. That could <laughs> she could have been like, I'm taking this amount of money and y'all would ne- we wouldn't right. know because we trust her. She's not that type of person. Yeah, yeah. But like I never had to see the bill. She would just look at the... She would collect the mail. <laughs> looking at bills stress me out. I, I can't even lie. Looking at... Yes, they they do stress me out. Let me, let me tell you something. Y'all think those are bad bills? Let me tell you about medical bills. <laughs> I'm never going to, the, going to a hospital again in my life. Okay? Because I literally get medical bills, open them. And that's that's another bill that... Nobody really accounts for medical bills because you do things to make sure your body's, you know, healthy and things like that. But, mm-hmm. of course, with my life, I had a complete shift where I had no choice but to go to the hospital. You know, when I got out, actually, I'm not going to say when I got out. When I was still in the hospital, she came in my room. She was like, hey, did it I'm from financial services. I look at her like... Oh, what I, is this? Right, I was like, I know she don't think I have money while I'm laying in this hospital bed. What is that? You know? Yeah. And even my mom, she even said, like, because we were on, like, a basic hospital floor at first. Mm-hmm. And then we got moved up to neurology. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, my mom was like, <laughs> this is so funny. She walked in. She was like, girl, that's the expensive floor. Even the nurses and people said, they said, oh, yeah, that's a, that's the, you know, that's the room that adds up. Mm-hmm. And my mom was she said, girl, she said, they got crown molding. And they have, they mm-hmm. have digital um, thermostats mm-hmm. on the walls. Because, you know, like most hospitals, just, you turn a knob on the air. Mm-hmm. No, she was like, they got this, I they got that. I only know because we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, I was like, she... And I was like, dang, I was like, this this room. And it was, a, um, I think the second time I had like a corner room. Mm-hmm. So it was giant. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was looking, I was like, mm, the bill's going up. I Like now, because you're, you're talking about like, you know, when you were in the hospital. So like for me and my mom, mm-hmm. my mom was saying like a while back, she had told me like when she went into the hospital and, you know, Della was born. <laughs> Um, real OGs know who Della is. Right. <laughs> um, when that happened, I was at school, mm-hmm. and my mom was here by herself, mm. and that was a really hard time. Right. I had to that had to go every weekend. I was coming back from school to come see her because my mom couldn't drive. She was basically like stuck in the house. Right. Um, and I had to like be kind of the adult because that was a very like traumatic moment for her right and i remember afterwards she like told me she was proud of me for like 
how I handled this. I mean, I was I was bawling my eyes. I obviously like was stressed like right. on my way there. I was calling every stress. Right. But I think about it, I'm like, dang, I kind of did handle that very well. I yeah. think in a way because mom's diabetic, so you know, there's kind of always been prepared in the back of my head for something to happen because mm-hmm. when I was younger, my aunt she was also diabetic. And, like, she was in and out of the hospital. Like, we had her later in her life. So, like, right. I think that prepared me to deal with what was going to happen with my mom. Um, but I think that was really my big girl moment. Because yeah. I had to step up for my mom and be there for her. And, like, <clears throat> make sure she got the food she's supposed to eat. Because yeah. she's diabetic, so she had to be restricted to a certain diet. Make sure that she had, like, a chair in her clot in her shower so she could actually like bathe herself during the week because she couldn't like our you know we live in an apartment it's not handicap accessible yeah making sure she had all that making sure to get like all the like things that she needed doctor's appointment make sure like set her up with a lift or uber so that way like if i can't take her Mm -hmm. she has a way to get somewhere so like i really had to like be a big girl yeah because she couldn't be that big girl at the moment. Yeah. I had to I had to step up. So for me, like, I think while I don't think that financially I've become a big girl, right. I think maturity-wise and, like, things that life has handed to me has kind of made me a big girl. Right. And it has, it's taught me to stop doubting myself mm-hmm. and start realizing, like, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I just got to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love that you just flowed into this. Cause that was, you know, I was, you, she, I didn't, you didn't even read my notes. Or did you? No. no. But, but, like, that's what it taught yeah. me. It taught me, like, when things get rough, things happen, mm-hmm. things are thrown at you, you're more capable of handling what comes your way than you think you can. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not going to lie to y'all. <laughs> Everyone who knows me, I'm not prepared for the day. You already know where I'm going with that. I'm not getting in the casket. <laughs> no, I'm not prepared for it, but I probably will be. I don't, I'm. I'm gonna talk. I feel that because the um, last November, that was second time I was in the hospital, mm. and then that December, like I had just gotten my job. You know, I got a a good paycheck, and so I was like, I want to buy my mom a really nice gift because when I was in there, she was in the hospital still working brought the computer and everything was not worried she just knew she had to take care of her daughter and that christmas i bought her her favorite perf it was a lavish perfume set it had the big bottle mm-hmm. the medium size bottle mm-hmm. travel size it was um it's about it's called la vieste belle or something like that by lancome mm-hmm. and she opened it she was just like first of all she was like fangirl over wrapping paper she was like did you wrap this i was like no i was like this got wrapped at the store. She was like, oh my gosh, she was like, this is beautiful. But mm-hmm. she was like, I don't even want to take it apart. I said, um, you better rip that paper off mm-hmm. and stop playing on me. Um, but I was, she was just, you know, she opened up the, the gift. But my mom has always been, material does not matter to me. If you really want to touch me in my heart, like, um, mom's the same way. Give me like a handwritten letter so I gave her that gift and a handwritten letter I don't even remember what I said said in it but I just remember saying like um I think the day that I said something along the lines of um I don't want to live in a world where you know you might not exist one day I said but I know God is gonna have to call one of his best angels home 
Don't let me get teary-eyed up in here thinking about my mama. <laughs> oh, you play her crying. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Ooh. I'm Ooh. not laughing at her, but I didn't think she was actually crying. Because, because I'm just like, <laughs> I just think the world of my mom and who she is, basically. So, but like, again, flipping back to you, where you said you had to be there for your mom, that was tough. Mm. Because I've had to be there for my mom counting my head three times in my life mm. when my uncle passed I was only 18 and she told me when I was at Mason and she was making a big deal about her birthday you know she was like I just want you to come home for my birthday I want you to come home for my birthday and my mom she she never she don't make a big deal about her birthday she never asked me to come home I'm the same way right so when she was saying that Ugh. I was calling everybody from here to there I said what is what is going on what mm-hmm. is happening because there's something somebody's not telling me Again, and I don't like that feeling because I'm the baby of the family. And, you know, people always keep things from the baby. That's what my mama say. Yeah. You know, I'm the, I'm the youngest. So, She's the baby, too. Yeah, baby I'm just nine. Saying, Right. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, you're not going to you're not gonna do that to me. Like, I felt mm-hmm. like I'm 18. I'm an adult. Um, I need to know. And then when she finally told me, my mom was just kind of like, you know, I should have known that I couldn't keep this from you blah 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 and everything so that was just that was a lot and then my grandfather passed my mom she lost a parent <laughs> i don't even have to elaborate on that yeah yeah now that yeah i'm and, not thankful but yeah. like we won't i've never will experience right. that because my mom already grieved that loss right. so i couldn't imagine yeah helping your parent so through that loss that was a lot um and then recently when she had surgery mm-hmm. you know i was taken off from work i didn't care who called me people was like can you do, it, it came at work i'm like i cannot my mother has surgery today um you can get back to me on monday mm-hmm. when i'm back in the office but as of right now i'm taking care of my mother like mm-hmm. type deal so that was just a lot so but i feel like that's those were the real big responsibilities because you never i never thought at 23 years of age i would have to be there for my mother in my mind, my mother's always yeah, always gonna be there for me. Yeah, be coming for me because, because <laughs> when you said that, because the other day my mom asked me to do something, and she, I so like I'm appreciative of her, but I don't think they realize that like they're the parent and we are the child, and in our mind. We don't be thinking like they think about everything for they they are ten steps ahead. Facts. And so like if I if I last minute I'm like, Mom, I need something, she knows how to handle me throwing a wrench in her plan. She right. did happen her whole my whole life. But when she do that to me and I realize like, yeah, I need to apologize, I need to do better because mm-hmm. like if she's asking you to do something, like, she really needs you to do it. Right. But I'd be like, girl, I'm busy. I have work. I'm trying to get these graphics together for this podcast. I got this. I got this. And it's like, okay, well, she had all that, too. Yeah. And you, and she's still, and she said, she said, I always make time for you. I always do things for you. Do you ever, do you feel bad about complaining because you have to realize that? No. You know, <laughs> you didn't let me finish. You just say, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there because I do not feel bad for complaining at all. Um, well, okay. No, I was, <laughs> no, because she get her moment to complain. I get my moment to complain. Mm. 
because if I say if I say yeah I feel bad like why should I feel bad like that's like diminishing your feelings and for a while I would do that for a lot of people but Mm -hmm. recently like I've learned that that's not helpful for me right and also like we even talked about it like picking up other people's emotional baggage and Mm -hmm. things like that and that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother whole nother episode um but I never feel bad about complaining about things because sorry I was like is she about to cry no (laughs) Um, y'all know we both water signs but I I told her yesterday I will cry before she does (laughs) um you got me teary up a little bit just a little bit bit. I don't like to see other people cry anywho um I was saying that I done lost all my train of thoughts but I was talking about (laughs) what was I talking about stop interrupting me I'm sorry Okay, let's just move a little forward. Maybe it'll come back. You can bring it back around. Oh, okay, sorry. So now she got it. <laughs> so I don't feel bad for that because I've realized that like I've gone through things as well. I've gone through things as well and and that I can't diminish the way I feel about certain things because um certain things I didn't experience Mm -hmm. my mom got to experience so like my mom had her father for a great part of her life right Mm -hmm. for not a great part of her life because she outlived that part of her life but like she had a childhood with her father in her life I Mm -hmm. didn't so like but like she doesn't have her parents now I still have my mom so like I have you have to remember like even though you may be going through something and you may think that what you're going through is not as significant as someone else. It is significant. It's significant yeah. in your life. And I'm always appreciative that my mom has kind of been aware of that. And and if I've told her, like, girl, you made my feelings felt like feel smaller, she'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. Right. You know? And I think that's why I said, no, I don't feel bad for complaining because well, I have a rough day. She have a rough day. Yeah. We're going to get some drinks. Yeah. <laughs> With me. We're going to pull up the Carlos. Why are you plugging stuff? Stop plugging stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just love them. They're so great. Okay. Um, ooh, this is a good one. This off the dome. This is, look at me. Let me close the notebook. This ain't even in the in the notes. Well, I'm gonna keep it like this. Oh, okay. I'm gonna put my pen right here oh, okay. so I can come back to the page and I have to flip, 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 and they hear it on the mic. Um, okay, go ahead. Do you feel like there is a beauty within big girl responsibilities? Because right now, all we talk about is stress, the bills, the being there for our moms. Do you feel like there's a beauty within it? No. Oh. (laughs) It's ghetto. Why do you think we titled this podcast, this episode? I know. I always try to find Adulting is ghetto. I always try to find a little silver lining, like a little, it it can be a smidge. I'm very appreciative of like the fact that I'm not right now at 23 years old Mm. my mom was a single parent putting Mm. herself to college right so her big girl responsibilities was different than my big girl responsibilities right so i'm appreciative of the fact that i don't have the same responsibilities that other people my age might have people having kids people having full adult lives at 23 years old i'm appreciative that I'm not saying that what they chose is wrong. I'm not saying that. But for right. me, for Reagan, it's not for me right now. Right. Because I'm still figuring out who I am. Yeah. And 
I don't all those other things would create so much more stress so I'm appreciative of that I'm appreciative of having my mom and having a supportive person in my life because I know a lot of people do not have the type of foundation that I have I have the ability if I want to go do something and I fail miserably at it even though I will not do that because I don't like to fail (laughs) I have that backup area I have that space or I have that family that will like be there for me so for me I guess that's what I would say how about you okay um I'll agree with you a lot of the times it's a no because oh my god I remember one week I just got really negative Mm -hmm. I was like I don't even know what was wrong with me. I think I had let things pile up. Mm-hmm. And the only way I translated was like, I need to get rid of something. And I figured I should get rid of the thing that was stressing me out the most. And I was like, I'm going to quit my job. I was like, I'm going to quit my <laughs> I was going to quit my job. I'm going to walk into the office with my resignation letter and saying, I'm leaving today. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of like, I was like, girl, you have, what do you, you have bills. Do you have a backup plan? Everything stops today. Cycling, the, every, all that stops today. Why do you think you can just leave? You know? Um, but I'd say, again, the I agree with you on the appreciation factor because I still live at home. I'm not ashamed to say that. I live at home with my mom. You know, I don't... You know, people always ask me, when are you going to move out? When are you going to move out? And I'm just like, do you realize how much rent is? Rent is a lot, and I don't. I work in Nova. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not living in Nova for a reason. Yeah, I'm just like rent is a lot. Like I remember, my mom and I we were having conflicting issues in the house one time, (laughs) and I literally was looking at studio apartments. It said like a thousand dollars, like thirteen hundred something like that. I was like, oh. I was like, let me just lock myself in a room for a few hours, mm. and I'll I'll be fine. Mm. Everything's gonna be great. I'll cool off, you know. So that's what I really like. Had to realize, I'd say, but like you like you said, I like how you said the appreciation factor because that's not like that's what I meant by the silver lining. Like I can appreciate those things. Like mm-hmm. I can appreciate that I still live at home with my mom, or appreciate that you know this and that. Sorry, because when you said that, it just reminded me of like. I'm just tired of people shaming that or like you live at home with your parents living at home with your parents there's a difference there's a difference of choosing to live at home with your parents to save up some money and then just being there just then just being yeah and you you didn't do nothing you just you just at home I think there's a big difference between the two I think that people just need to be like respectful of the fact that everyone has different paths right we're all 23 22 you know mm-hmm. we're we're figuring it out some of us just finished college some of us decided to jump right back in mm-hmm. and if you've got it all figured out at 23 good for you i'm happy for you but i don't and i just think that because part of being a big girl is realizing that you're not always going to have your shit together not realizing mm-hmm. that you're not you're constantly growing you're constantly changing you're constantly evolving Mm -hmm. and if you're not then are you really the big girl right if you got everything figured out at 23 and you know who you are great but a lot of people don't right a lot of people go through their whole lives 
grinding and doing things because they have to Mm -hmm. and not because they want to necessarily and i just don't like like the culture that we grow up in like the culture that we're in where it's like if you're not doing if you don't have your own business if you don't have a house if you don't have this nice car right if you don't have all these things on social media then you're not a big girl exactly no i feel that i will i'll touch on that because about having your life together because when we were um finishing up at mason Mm -hmm. and i was like i need to find a job basically basically i was like i need to find a job and with that you know i was i remember i was at jade's house and i was on the computer looking at like careers in my field Mm -hmm. and i was like i need a job because i need to make money i have a a car note like you know i can't just it's nothing was for shits and giggles anymore in my mind Mm -hmm. you know i was just like i'm i'm ready to get out there like i need a job and jay was just looking like okay this job's in dc do you have the means to move up dc i said no and she said okay this job is i said i found one down here in norfolk she said okay where are you gonna stay i said i, I was gonna like I, I can't stay with y'all <laughs> like that's not <laughs> that, that wasn't an option she said well we're this is before they moved back she was like well we're moving mm-hmm. back to richmond and i was like oh okay and she told me she was like why don't you just work at like capital one she was like like or something like just just start off make some money and you could you know work there and make the connections you need to to get to where you want to be and i never like i all the time in college it was always pushed jobs like to see that you have this 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 and this in your related field right and i'm just kind of like you can't afford that sometimes right and i'm just kind of like well i don't have that just yet so i don't yeah that stresses me out because i was i was jobless technically Mm -hmm. for almost seven months so the pandemic hit and that was just such a hard time right i'm so thankful for it yeah i was jobless i'm again appreciative of my mom appreciative of the fact that i got to stay at home Mm -hmm. and you know appreciative of the opportunities i had because you know i'm a creative so i was able to freelance and do some things for Mm -hmm. like small things Mm -hmm. not a car note because i didn't have a car note at the time i was able to pay like my subscription fees for like adobe so i could still do the jobs or like for food right um so appreciative of like the opportunity to like i was making websites i was doing a lot of stuff like i was i was like grinding doing social media i remember yeah and uh, freelancing for someone else so like i was it was a lot and while i wasn't finding jobs in my field I was still maintaining something. Right. And then now, you know, I have a job that I have now, but that was a great seven months. My biggest fear was that I was going to have my bachelor's degree. And I looked at Capital One. I have a cousin that works at Capital yeah. One. She's a manager. Everybody in Richmond knows my work yeah. at Capital One. <laughs> so I knew I could try to get in there. Right. But that was my biggest fear was to come back home and then just get a job that I didn't get a degree for. That's that's still one of my biggest fears. That's why I like, like, okay, I got my, my Bachelor of Science in Community Health. And people feel like what I do right now is considered community health. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's really not. Like, mm-hmm. I have a certification. I used what 
I have, which the certification I received through another job that I had gotten up north. Mm -hmm. And I used that, basically what I had to find jobs within the area in Richmond. So now I'm looking like, I saw something I want to apply for the other day, entry level. I swear, like, I'll pray over this one because the only requirement was like, bachelor's degree. And I said, I have that. I was like, me I've won the lottery. I was like, I have one of those. Like, and it was like three different positions. And I was like, shit, I'm gonna apply for all three. Mm-hmm. You know, like you never know. Like, and I was like, I was like, the pay looks great. Everything just looks beautiful on this. Um, mm-hmm. This basically, uh, I'm gonna try to say posting, job posting. So that's why I was kind of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Like. Basically, but like, I just didn't like, like how you said, I don't like the culture of where figuring your life out because I was stressed. And Jay looked at me, she was like, girl, go work at Capital One. Like, you do not have that yeah. figured out. Even I talked to my brother in law, and um, she was like, why don't you talk to your, she was like, why don't you talk to your brother in law? She was like, your brother in law has multiple jobs. Think about it, my brother in law, he, you think about it, he's done it. And I asked him, I was like, I was like, um, I was like, I'm trying to figure out my life. He's, he's 40. Mm-hmm. He was like, shoot. Trying to figure out my life still too. I yeah. Said, what? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're forty with with a wife and a child and something, something trying to figure out your life. What you mean by that? <laughs> and so that made me think of like another thing. So like, do you feel like I was talking to my mom the other? I was talking to my mom yesterday and today. I feel like growing up outside of like what we're taught in the household mm-hmm. within school, I feel like I was never taught. I've never showed different pathways I could go down. You're told, you can be a doctor, you could be an astronaut, you could be, like, any of those, like, standard jobs. Like, right. you could be a teacher. Mm-hmm. But no one thinks about the people who don't fit into those boxes. Right. And I've never really fit, felt like I fit into those boxes. I'm a DIY, DIY queen. Love me some DIYs. Yeah. I'm creative. Like, anything creative, I really like to do. If I, I want to, like, when I was younger, I don't like fashion like that. I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself fashionable. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, I made clothes for my Barbies. Right. I learned how to sew clothing. I asked my mom for a needle and thread. And mm-hmm. I, I, I had, like, T-shirts. Right. And I sewed them together so my Barbie dolls could have some more clothes. Mm-hmm. I've always just been, like, that kind of kid where, like, I see things differently than other people. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to my mom and I was letting her know that, like, I... Because mom's like, you're a Pisces. You can't make up your mind. You wishy-washy. You don't know what you want to do. I got my bachelor's in journalism. Right. I don't I don't love journalism. Yeah. That's crazy. I thought you know, I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. I'll pause you right there because I'm holding this quote, not quote, but this saying in my mind because it is so damn true where it's like, tell God your plan and watch him laugh. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you something. I was going to go to school and I was going to be a veterinarian. I said it all throughout school. I was like, I'm going to be a veterinarian. Can't tell me nothing. I will I will be Dr. Fleming DVM, like, basically. like. And I got to Mason, and the only way somebody told me, like, I could do that, they were like, you have to major in, like, a science, like, biology mm-hmm. and things like that. And I was like, I would take, took bio. What was it? Freshman year, spring semester, I failed a class. Had to retake it. Retaking that same class sophomore year. And I wasn't doing so hot again either. And I was just like, maybe school isn't for me. I, I legit was about to drop out. 
Yeah. I was gonna drop out of transfer. I was not like that. It was let me I, I was, was determined. So I had I was the same way. Like yeah. my mind was set on I was gonna be a broadcast journalist. Yeah. And I was determined to finish my degree mm-hmm. with what I started. Right. Because I was like, I'm gonna prove my mom wrong. Right. <laughs> it was the one thing that I was like ever since I was a little kid, I was like, I wanna be Wendy Williams. I wanna be I don't want to be here now. Um, <laughs> I want to be Oprah. You know what I mean? Like, I always, like, saw, like, them. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's the only way I'm going to get into entertainment. Right. And then, like, once I started getting into life and I was like, I don't like the way I look on camera all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. And I'm like, how am I supposed to be in front of it? And, you know, people be on the Internet. They just want to talk, talk, get at you. Them comments they, will they hurt say your feelings. Like, yeah. And so if I'm not ready to be picked at yet right i'm not gonna put myself in that position so i i don't love it but i love everything else about it and i i actually thankful for the pandemic Mm -hmm. fell in love with pr i had one professor at mason tell me you should go into media like uh entertainment pr and i was like right that's not my plan and then like when I was in the program here i was journalism once again i was multimedia journalism i ended Mm -hmm. up switching and that was the first time I ever switched any type of major. Switching at a master's program is ridiculous. Like, you don't do that. Right. They did not know how to handle the case when right. I said, I, I would like to do PR. I still don't know what I want to do with NPR. <laughs> Every time I take a new class, I learn a new skill. I learn more about, like, what I love. Right. But I just felt like no one had told me, like... You know, you could be in entertainment and not have to be the the person talking mm-hmm. in front of the camera. You can do this. Like, they would be like, oh, you could be the cameraman. They didn't say, like, you know, you could be on a PR team and you could be managing social media or you could be working with talent or right. you could be doing... No one ever really said that, said that you. until you're invested. Right. You're invested thousands and thousands of dollars into a degree that yeah. you're not even sure is going to work for you. That's how, that's how I feel kind of in a way um but I know like school like the thing today is like you have to get your master's to make money and do what you want to do and that's it's looking like that way a little bit but sort it's, of kind it of depend- that's why I said a little bit it depends on exactly what you're I don't need a master's from for me to do what I want to do right. I needed a, I personally I'm a big advocate of like you don't need necessarily like I never wanted to go to grad school. Yeah, I don't remember you saying that. But I felt like the program I was in in undergrad did not prepare me for anything that I was ready for. And so I was like, what do I do? I said, okay, well, we go back to school. We know how to do school. I will say in my case, grad school has really helped me because it taught, it showed me what I can do. Right. I wouldn't say that's the case for everyone. And if it's not, if it's not, if you don't like school, do not invest all that money into school. Yeah. If you're like me, Facts. I hate school, but I'm good at it. Right. I'm I'm I BS my way through everything in school and I'm like the other day I you got text me the other day. I got a seventy on a quiz and was upset. <laughs> it's passing. Right. So no, I feel that. Like I feel like undergrad gave me like a basis kinda in a way to prepare me for the next steps That's within my life. It's an expensive ass basis. It's an expensive ass basis. And I'm just kinda like, but now I'm like, I wanna I realized through undergrad, I want to get my MPH because I developed other passions like mm-hmm. that, you know, I want to put out there and pursue to make the big girl money mm-hmm. and to, you know, have that big girl job that I really want, you know, to where it's like, 
it's kind of weird, but I want people to look at me like, damn, she's doing a damn thing. Like People do look at like, you like that. Who said that? I, I just know people have told me that. I don't know who. Like, I, I've realized... It's a facade. No, <laughs> well, okay, so since we're coming towards the end of the episode, mm. I, w- I wanted to say, like, what I've learned mm. is the perception that people have of us is very different than what we're going through and how we see ourselves. Oh, so I'll be looking real put together. My life be falling apart on the inside. Yeah. Wow. People really think That's you know <laughs> certain ways about us. People right. see us in certain ways and mm-hmm. don't realize everything that's happening behind the scenes. Like I said in the last, in the intro episode, people. I thought you were the governor's wife. I'm good at masking. <laughs> yeah, I, ma- I will and mask. So people think that you have your life together. Mm-hmm. So I have one last question. I think as we wrap up, like. What would you tell 18-year-old Emerald? Because she's Wait, entering life. I swear life. to God, you read my notes. Ow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm slapping her arm because I swear she read my notes. I pro- Oh, my God. I'm just, you know, I'm a journalist. <sighs> that's weird. Okay, that, to call myself a journalist, but I am. Okay, but I was going to say, that's eerie because that's what... You sure you ain't... No, I promise you, you sure ain't. You sure you're looking at my notes? I promise you I ain't. Okay, um, what advice would I give to 18-year-old Emerald? Um, well, I'm gonna put it this way. I'm gonna put in the time frame of 16 to 18 year old Emerald. Okay. Because you know, 16. That's like what around junior year. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of. Well, for me, it was like senior year because I was still I didn't turn 17 until you know. So junior oh, senior. Year. Oh no no junior senior year yeah. yeah. So you know that's when you really start to look at schools and things like that. And I would just. I would tell her just like overall just go over don't think that you have to settle on one certain thing to go for in your life Mm -hmm. because that's what I used to think like I'm gonna be a vet and do this and that's it and I I was working towards that and I literally I volunteered the SPCA for like two or three summers um and I talked to when I was talking to one of the vets there he was telling me about things that really scared me. Like he was telling me about his, his student loan debt from vet school. Um, and he was just like, yeah, he was like, I basically bought a house that I'm not living in. He was like, but you know, he was like, you can get it reduced if you work for a nonprofit, if you do this. If you, and I'm just like, and he even asked me, he was like, you ever think about nursing? And I'm just like, no, I don't want to be a nurse. I don't want to see people blood. I want to see animal blood. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just things like that. But I felt like I kind of shrunk myself in multiple ways and through those through 16 to 18 and you know I just had this one goal and I felt like at 18 when I was you know I didn't pass that class that was it you know but I have to realize like like I didn't I did not think we were gonna be doing a podcast Mm -hmm. like I was never a person to say like I want to pod I want to do a podcast it was always I'm gonna go to school I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that um but like I shrunk that part of myself a lot and I think that's that's the advice I would give to 16 to 18 year old Emma do not shrink yourself see what's out there like I honestly regret not going into college undecided mm-hmm. because then I could have you know that would have opened the floodgates and I feel like I would have been a little bit more sure of what I was doing but you know but now I'm here and I'm still appreciative of the journey and the the beauty and the ugliness of it because mm-hmm. either way it's molded me into who I 23 year old emerald right now and who knows what 
25-year-old Emerald is. Like, you know? And I'm just, I don't know, I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would tell 18-year-old Reagan the same thing that I should be telling myself now. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone around me and my mom. I, I should stop letting fear hold me back from my great potential. Mm. Um, it's that imposter syndrome right there. It's real bad. <laughs> um, because 18-year-old Reagan was freshman year. I Fear is what made me choose the first university I went to. Because at the time, my mom thought that she was going to be working in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And so I only looked at schools in Maryland because I wanted to be close to my mom. Right. Um, and one of my other dream schools was UK, University right. of Kentucky, but it was too far for me. Right. They have a great communications program. Mm-hmm. And probably if I'd gone, I probably would have had forced to be a big girl sooner. Right. And it would have been like sink or swim mm-hmm. type feeling. But I fear. I'm thankful for like it as well because I learned a lot about myself and. I was able to be home when, like, things happened. So, like, um, in the grand scheme of things, I can't change it. But I would say f- stop letting fear hold me back um, and realizing, like, that I'm, like, actually really good at things that I do. I think that I always, like, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, realize that I'm I'm still growing. Right. Like, as I, I'm more, like... I'm more forgiving with other people mm-hmm. on their journey, but I'm not forgiving with myself, and I get I feel fearful. That. Yeah, and so like if I'm like this looks bad, like if this logo, eighteen year old Reagan would not have been able to produce this logo because she would have been like not okay with like anything she did. Right. Now I'm learning like, hey, do some research first. Look up stuff. Right. See different things. If someone doesn't like it, they don't like it. Don't take offense to it. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to just, like express your full range of creativity. Because mm-hmm. you never know. Someone might like it. Yeah. Someone may love what you're doing. Some might hate it. Oh, well, you did what you artistically felt was like the best. So I think that's what 18-year-old Reagan needed to hear. Like, right. Be free to be you and stop letting fear like keep you in a bubble in a box. I love that. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. Ooh. I'm gonna write a letter to 18 year old Emerald tonight. <laughs> Look, that's my homegirl. I think that point was beautiful and we can we can wrap up the episode right here. We came to the end of another one. The end of a another, another one. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. See, we can't we be giggly jokey jokey too much. We could not have sat together in school, I'll tell you that. Teachers would have kept us separate. Yeah, they really, they definitely would have. <laughs> But yeah, um, to wrap up this episode, um, I'm going to plug you guys, of course, to all our social media. BG Manifesto on Instagram, TikTok, and also we are, oh, our social, our email, BG bgmanifesto at gmail.com. Um, make sure to interact with, us, interact with us in any way on the page, whether comment, things like that. The link in our bio, we do have a Google form. You know, so yeah. If anything, if anything resonated with you, you know, let us know. You know, if anything was like, oh girl, yeah, I felt that one. Right. Let us know because this isn't isn't just for us. It's for the people. We know. We know. We're we're talking to somebody out there. Somebody need to hear us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I just wanted to let y'all know <laughs> that we also are on YouTube and that has our behind the scenes. It's uncut. You get to see everything we do behind the scenes um, with editing and things like that. Um, I highly encourage you to go on there. You can also leave comments on that page. And I'm also here to let you guys know what our next episode is going to be about. We'll be talking about black women taking up space. And I'm really excited about this one because I've written several papers on it. <laughs> My thesis has been on it. So I'm really excited. And you know it. I will be leading the conversation on that one next week. So, it's going to yeah. be beautiful. But Stay yeah. tuned. Every Wednesday. So subscribe, subscribe. So you already, you know, you follow us on Spotify. Yeah, you wake up and you have that notification. You're like, wow, I have another episode to look forward to. You can listen to it on your, uh, not 8 a.m., 5 a.m. You can listen to it on your drive to work if you go into the office. Getting ready. Mm-hmm. Y'all know it'll take y'all an hour or so to get ready. But yeah. Don't lie. We've yeah. come to the end. Breaking can't sing or hold it. <laughs> so well, yeah. I'm gonna stop this. Recording. Let's wrap it up. We'll see y'all next episode. All right. <laughs> <laughs>